Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Patrick Caldo and you're listening to the Aussie Apprentice Podcast, where we talk shop about plumbing, apprenticeships and the building industry. Enjoy. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Plum Life Co. They're a South Aussie brand raising awareness for men's mental health that provides clothing to show support for the course. They choose a different charity every month to donate to. So to show your support, visit their Instagram page or their Shopify link to purchase or donate. Alrighty. How about that, Chris? Do you like that one? It was good, Pat. It's a lot different from the first episode. I think the theme is going to get to you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, look, top, I, uh, top, 20, top 25 in all of Australia with 341 listens. Not too uh, bad. How good is that? Eh? I, I saw the other day, it's actually, um, it's actually got, I think it's in Canada. It's got really high as well. And then really? somewhere, I think it's either France or the Netherlands. It's like number 50 oh in careers or something. I'm like, <laughs> who is listening to this? <laughs> But uh, no, so uh, look, I, I, we had so much, you know, you, you'll agree with me. We had so much good feedback from the first two episodes. People thought it was just absolutely fantastic. And it was just like, you know, uh, the way that I described it to people is just like, you know, it's two mates listening and, you know, it's just like you're a part of the conversation. It's perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So, no, um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think I said this before. I've, I've had more Australians reach out to me in the past week about that podcast than anybody else, like in any other, you know, uh, country has. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but it was pretty funny, and they, they were all uh, bashing everybody. It was, it was, it was a good time. Oh man, it's, it's you know you, you're you're almost indoctrinated. Like it's it's as if you're an honorary <laughs> Australian because uh, <laughs> it's just the banter doesn't fucking stop either. Like we're just a bunch of rednecks, really, just with um with different sort of utes. But that's fine. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Nah, um, look, uh, yeah, I so there's been lots going on. Um, oh, look, when when was it? I reckon about a week ago or whatever we first recorded or whatever it was so like i guess i'll ask you chris like what what's something big that's happened to you in the last week or so like anything anything big at work anything interesting that you want to share um no i've i i I normally don't work on monday i'm recording this on monday i i work today um i was asked to come in um i'm training a new guy um he's a uh he's 59 years old came out of retirement um to go back to plumbing uh, he's a 37 year mechanic and I, I swear to God, the guy can sell, you know, water to an ocean. I mean, he is just, he is really good at what he does. And, um, so that was, that was the one thing other than that, we're just here in the Northeast of, of the United States, we're preparing as well as I'm sure a lot of other people are for this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because we're supposed to have another really big cold snap. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that the last big cold snap we had, we had some major flooding that I posted on the stories. And um, we're getting another one of those cold snaps. So supposed temperature is going to be roughly six degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what the, what the temperature is in uh, Celsius when it comes to that, but 
um, it's gonna be it's gonna be wicked cold at least up here. And I and there are people, you know, there are guys out in like um, uh, like Mick Plums. Uh, I forget his his name his full name. Andy um, Andy Mickelson. Andy, Andy Mickelson. Yeah. yeah. Andy Mickelson and uh, Rob, Rob Amos and those guys. Those guys are gonna be like like they might be so cold up there that it would be illegal for them to leave their house kind of cold um where it'll be like negative 40 negative 50 degrees fahrenheit um so um we're preparing for that and that's about all we got um going on really right now that that's nuts say eh? like you know that's so jarring for me to hear like i've experienced I've experienced snow at um, where I've lived once in my entire life um, <laughs> and it wasn't even really snow. So uh, when um, I was staying up in Heathfield with Maddie, we had a, it was like, it's up in the Adelaide Hills. So for anybody that's from Adelaide that's listening, you know, Adelaide Hills gets cold as buggery up there. And uh, it was like the middle of winter and it wasn't even, um, you know, it's funny. You'll you'll laugh at this, Chris, because you you're just like, oh, this bloke doesn't know snow. But like, we had it was so much like, it was really, really, really fine hail. So it was effectively like so much hail, but everything was covered in it, and I was just like, absolutely dumbstruck. And so I've got a I've got a big Ute, I suppose. I've got a Hilux, and um, we were driving <clears throat> up this big hill outside of Heathfield to go into town. And during all this, and this hill, there was this little Volkswagen Golf trying to like put pedal itself up the top of the hill. And I kid you not, they must have just given up halfway, or thought it was too hard, or I don't know. You know, golf drivers—that's just how they act. But this this lady had put her foot on the brake, and the car was just sliding back. And I was like, oh no! And she didn't really have any danger of hitting anything. It was just like a there was grass on the side of the road, and you know, I was like, oh. Like, I'm just going to, and I literally just, as I'm driving and I see this, I just drive around her and wave to her and just kept on going <laughs> up the road. And have she a just, good, have a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a good day. And I was like, all right, see you later, mate. But, you know, yeah. I just like, it's so, oh man, like a big part of it as well was like, because I know it was Texas, I reckon about a year ago or whenever it was that they had that yeah. mad cold snap, hey, yeah. and I like, burst every pipe in everyone's house because texas never gets that sort of thing hey and it it's set back so i don't know what what style pecs you guys use over there in, in australia but yeah it's set back the pecs supply in the u.s for months oh really months. we were we were short on fittings and um you know i was doing i was doing a whole house repipe and I was getting fittings from Amazon. I was getting fittings from here, from anywhere I could get my hands on it. And literally, I got a bag of of uh, Pex elbows, and they were like ten dollars for the bag. And then I guess somebody found out that they were selling them, and they they shot up. They were a hundred dollars a bag for ten. You're kidding. Ten dollars each, right? Fuck me. So I, I actually posted it. I said. I said, um, you know, $1,000 or best offer. I know what I have. You know what I mean? And it was true. Like people, people were like, I need two. I need five. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was a crazy time. But yes. That is, that is unreal. It, it was unreal. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, from what I understand, right, apparently Australians aren't too, um, too far from snow. Um, 
The yeah. only reason I know that is I was once told that up by where Crave lives, the um, the meth is as pure as a wind-driven snow. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's true. And I, I don't know, you know, I don't want Crave coming at me because that guy knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think his name is, I think his name is Justin. But uh, yeah, I heard that was uh, that was the case. So I, I think you guys do know what snow is. Yeah, it's a different kind of snow from what we have. Yeah, yeah it runs about um, four hundred dollars a gram as well here. So wow, wow, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we've got uh, we've got a couple of ranges. So um, oh, like you know, there's there's Mount Buller, there's Mount Kosciuszko, there's Mount Perisher. There's uh, quite a few around like Victorian. I'm going to get it wrong. It's like the highlands in Victoria. So um, New South Wales and um, and uh, the Australian Capital Territory both have like they experience snow, but not to the degree that like um, Mount Kosciuszko and that experience it. So you, you can go that full like and, and very, very good snow. Nothing compared to Japan or New Zealand. Um, but you go down there and you have like, you know, you know, kids go down on a, on a toboggan and they're like, wow, it's so much fun. And you're like, that's not even <laughs> real snow, buddy. Like, you know, yeah, but yeah. it's, um, it's very interesting. I know there's a company, I bloody forgot who it was, but they plumb outside of, um, in Jindabyne, which is south of, I think south or north of, um, of Mount Perisher. And the way that they have to run their plumbing is so identical to a lot of in the US because you guys experience so much so much cold and like you know going through trade school for me like you know going through my apprenticeship it was it was it was alluded to it was never even explained to us you know where there was no oh like when you when you put a hot water unit um in a in a colder region there are no cold regions in australia except for like right. <laughs> they're like nah just whatever <laughs> look leave it up to those blokes to work it out but you know you don't have to worry about it I was like, all right, no worries, it's fine. But like, I'll tell you, uh, it's probably the least interesting fact that you'll hear all month, Chris. But like in, uh, <laughs> so in around the Adelaide Hills, uh, the Mount Barker Reese, um, like the plumbing supply store, when you ask for lagging, so like copper lagging, they'll give you one that's like, I think it's twice or nearly three times as thick as the one that they'll give you in the store in in, in Adelaide proper. And it's not even like, it's. It, it, I found it so interesting because like somebody mentioned it to me at trade school the other day, like, oh yeah, you know, we only use the thick stuff. And I was like, oh, what's the thick stuff, you know? And then they were like, oh, well, up in Mount Barker, that's all they actually stock in the um, supply house is the, is the thicker walled lagging because there's no point even stocking the thin stuff because nobody uses it. I was like, oh, that's very interesting, but it's, um, you know, and I, I always get, co I, I cop abuse from blokes online and like on Instagram, they're like, make sure to lag your pipe work. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I took the photo before I lagged it. But anyway, you know, it's not as if it's the end of the world, but like some right. people. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's very funny. Like I, um, I was talking, uh, you know, I was talking to, uh, Eric from Mechanical Hub the other day, and like he, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's he's a very calm bloke. He's very like, it's almost like dangerous calm in the sense that you don't really want to piss him off, but <laughs> in the sense yeah, that he's he's like, you know, deadly. That he um he more or less goes, you know, he's sick and tired of people like messaging him and and always com like you know commenting like you know. Well, back in my town, this wouldn't pass. Like, you know, the whole, it won't pass in mass sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that like, I don't know, like we were having this, this chat last time and, you know, for everybody that has already had this conversation, you can probably, 
you know, you get to hear it again. But it's interesting in that, like, a lot of these, uh, like, uh, regulations in, in, in the US just absolutely baffle me. But we're not going to probably get too much into that. I've actually got an interesting question for you. Now, somebody reached out to you, Chris, uh, oh, yeah. after, the last, um, after the last little podcast that we did, and they had a really interesting question about a famous youtube plumber do you do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah uh there's no way to just say it um but here's a good question is roger wayfield an alien um um, plumbing skater asked me that Um, plumbing skater plumbing plum skater or something like that plumbing skate sk8 or i don't know anyway shout out to him good question um he might be um he certainly um i think he i think he's one of these guys that um was a very good plumber that ended up going, getting really big into sales and sales training and stuff like that. That's why you see him. He's always in a different colored button down shirt. Um, I think that's kind of the MO for his company. I, I could see it where he may do different colors on different days or something along those lines. The company that I work for, we always wear white button down shirts. Um, and, but once we, once we sell some work or whatever, we're able to take those shirts off just because we don't want to ruin them. Um, but like, uh, like John Thompson, John Thompson's company does this as well, where they do, um, they do button down shirts. They're actually sponsored, uh, sponsored. They're, uh, outfitted by a company called Red Cap, um, which, which has some really nice, uh, re- really nice work gear and whatnot. Um, but I think that's that's what his deal is. Um and he he had a meteoric rise really out of nowhere. I didn't even know I didn't know who he was until I started seeing some things pop up on on YouTube about him. Yeah. So it's it it's very interesting. He's like um I reckon I've I've reached out to him a couple of times and I've I've either commented on videos or I've sent him a a, a post or something or I've sent him a video or something and um and he's responded or his team has responded anyway. Um, I think from what I've, I've watched a lot of his videos because I just, I genuinely like, they're very, you know, the whole, like they're the YouTube style. It's like, you know, we're going to tell right. you something at the end of the video, but we're going to allude to it the whole time. And you're like, oh yeah, we'll get to it, get to it. But he definitely, I totally agree with you. He's had like so much sales training. It's, it's, it's bizarre, but I can't remember what the pod, I think it was one of the mechanical hub po- uh, podcasts that he got on there and they spoke to him. Um, not Eric and um, Andy, but the other two blokes that do one as well. And they were like, oh, I think it's a building one. Anyway, they were basically like, you know, Roger, like how did you get started? What happened? And he basically said the exactly like what you said, Chris. It's just like he got up through when he was younger. He worked really hard. He made a lot of, um, you know, conscious decisions. You know, Texas is a booming industry. Like, you know, a lot of – I listened to another podcast not that long ago about um, – it was on um, – Freakonomics, and they basically spoke that uh, Texas is so incredibly good for a lot of people that want to run their own business because a lot of the laws and a lot of the taxes there are geared towards you know funding businesses yes. very well, and yep. so 
yeah, he, 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 he made a really effective business model. He hired lots of people and like he had good people behind him. I think he's got a couple of sons that actually help him with both the YouTube and the business itself as well. But he sold the business the other day. I think he's staying on as a like a, a as a role at the company still. Like he's an he's an advisor or like he's still on the board or something or other. But he he sold the business, you know, yeah. because he was. I think he for him he's at the point of probably retirement, but also like a point of knowledge where he's probably got about. I think he's been like in the industry for like forty something years, and he's yeah. probably like you know I want to be able to get as much info to my team and my company as I can. And, you know, I've sold the business. So I've made my money. I'm good to go. You know, I could leave anytime I want. So he's effectively retired and he's choosing to keep doing the work as he wants to, which is, you know, it's fantastic, but it's, it's interesting. What, what's, what is interesting is there's a kind of a trend going on in the U S right now where there are big corporations buying um, successful plumbing companies and they're coming in. So like, let's say, let's say the evaluation on a company is $5 million, right? They're coming in and they're saying, we'll buy it for eight. You know, they're, they're just coming in over the top um, and buying these businesses. But what they're doing is um, they are buying these businesses and then firing anybody who's older than like 45. And then they'll take they'll take on some thirty year olds, and uh, they'll train those thirty year olds, but at like nineteen dollars an hour, like half of what yeah. a mechanic makes. So they're they're and, basically like they're almost like cutting the head off, you know. They they're making it like run off the smell of an oily rag. And then except, they go, yeah, oh. exactly. So instead of like cutting the fat, which would be the the low people on the totem pole, they're 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 cutting the top guys, and then saying we can run a successful business with very low overhead um, and still have the profit margins as if we had the guys that were making, you know, 45, 50, $60 an hour kind of thing. So, um, and we hear about it because there was a recent, recently there was, a, there were two companies around here that just had that where, somebody sold the boiler. They didn't know, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they, we ended up going on the, on the job and we ripped out the brand new boiler that was in there and we supplied the right, uh, properly sized boiler, properly sized this, properly sized that. And, but it cost the customer, you know, the, the customer now has to go through litigation through the, uh, through an attorney to get the money back that the other company screwed them out of kind of thing. But at, at the end, at the end of the day, it costs the customer close to forty thousand dollars. So, um, yeah. So now this other company that that was purchased, they, you know, they have these thirty, you know, and they're bringing in thirty year olds that aren't like that are fresh that need a job kind of thing. You know what I mean? So they're basically, you know, year one, maybe year zero guys. And they don't, you know, they don't have the experience, let alone the knowledge in order to do a lot of the work that they're being asked to do. So it's like they, they get sent to class and they learn whatever class can teach them. But what you learn in class and what you learn out in the field are two very different things. So they'll teach you how to turn a wrench and how to tighten something up, but they won't be able to teach you how to deal with customers and 
how to do this and how to do that out in the field. So it's, it's sad to see. Um, but you know, it, it's better for, for comp, you know, like companies that I work for because we end up getting that business, um, because they want to turn over to a company that actually knows what, what the hell they're doing. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I've spoken about this on the podcast before and I've spoken about it with numerous people in the industry as well. There's, I'm not, you know what I, like I, I sort of have to do apologize. Like I've, I've, I've made comments before about some companies in Adelaide and, you know, it was under the assumption that they were running the same way as some of the really big companies. That's probably not really as fair. Um, some businesses are operating on, they have their set rate, but they're also, you know, you know, they might be a flat rate company or whatever, but like the rate is higher than what, you know, another company might charge or what we might charge or whatever. But the idea being that <clears throat> their service is immediate. They, you know, everything's carefree, you know, everything's included. And like, you know, some, for some clients that might be desirable, but for the plumber, it might be desirable as well. But like, you know, they've been gone, probably, probably gone through a business course or gone through a business, you know, training seminar or something. And they've, you know, whoever they've spoken to or business coaches said, oh, look, this is how you need to run the business. If you want to actually achieve sort of financial freedom, if you want to retire early, you know, take your kids barley every two months, then this is what you need to charge at your company. Sorry, that's just, you know, if you want your boys to be in brand new high aces and brand new utes, um, you know, that's 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 the lack of the draw. And like, you know, um, look, I'm not about to say that, you know, I, you know, everybody knows that plumbing costs money. Plumbing costs money for a reason. There are expensive materials. There's expensive, you know, labor. That's you are a specialized trade. There's specialized tools. You know, I know for a fact that some, you know, uh, like m me personally, I reckon I've got near on maybe twenty grand worth of tools of my own that I've had to put my own money into, and that's not even counting all the bigger tools that my boss owns. That uh, you know, a polyfusion welder, a B press tool. Um, you know, a, a, a Gebret polyfusion welder, like any number of yeah. things could have like all these really expensive costs that you might only use every now and then, but that's still a cost of the business. And in three years time, that thing might pack up and you've only used it bloody 50 times. But like a lot of people like to, you know, harp on and go, oh, plumbing's so expensive. There's a reason for it. And it's not, it's not unreasonable either. Like, you know, you, people love to go, well, why is plumbing so, ex you know, plumbing so expensive? I was like, why is a lawyer so expensive? You know, uh, what what tools do they use? What do they have to pay for? You know, they're paying for a, an office building or an office level on a, like a floor on a building. And they've got, you know, they've got an office girl at the front and she takes all the phone calls and you've got four lawyers that are all doing the work and, you know, a few PAs or whatever. But a plumbing company would have multiple people in the office. And, you know, the boss that's in charge of everything, probably, you know, people in the back end doing the HR or the, or the um, you know, the book work and the bookkeeping and everything. And then you've probably got every van is worth, you know, a, a van might cost $60,000 to buy and then you put another forty dollars to $50,000 on it and you've got several jet trailers or cameras and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the in the bank for about a million dollars and everybody goes, yeah. oh, but, you know, plumbers are expensive. What about lawyers charging bloody, you know, 500, 600 bucks an hour or a thousand bucks an hour? Like, and then we cop it, you know, for charging X amount of dollars and then everyone goes, oh, no, it's not fair, you know. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, in... I think I said this on the last podcast, but it's different for you down there because I, I think a lot of your stuff is government controlled in a way. Like um, there's a lot of government regulation as to who can do work in homes and, um, you know, uh, 
restricted kind of stuff. We we don't have restricted here, but what we what we have been realizing is that we it seems like there's a constant flow of people wanting to go into the trades down there. Whereas up here, college was pushed really hard for a lot of people and they don't see the trades as a very viable option. Whereas it's quite the opposite. So you can, you can go into any trade, you know, for the most part. And, you know, as long as, as long as you can, you know, show up and follow the rules and try to work as hard as you can, you're probably going to make it kind of thing. Now there are people, there are people like us and some other people that, you know, want more than just to be a very good mechanic or something along those lines um, where, you know, we, we're going to want more out of the trade and we're going to push ourselves harder and so on and so forth. Um, but the the problem that we're having now is be, because there's almost like a generation or two gap in the trades we can charge what we charge and justify it because there's not a lot of other people out there doing it you know what i mean there's probably there's probably like 20 or 30 guys on a on an island or on in two counties that has 3 or 4 million people that are my age doing what I do. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking plumbing. I mean, I'm sure there, there's a ton of guys who are around my age, you know, a few hundred maybe, but they're not, they're not doing service. They're doing new construction or they're doing, they're working in high rises in New York city, or they're doing this or they're doing that. And, you know, the day-to-day stuff that is in and out of houses on a daily basis, like what you and I do, there aren't that many people doing that. So we can, we can justify the prices. And then, like I said, because there's a generation gap, there's like the people that are older or much older, like my boss's age and stuff like that. They're, they're all retiring now. They're moving down to Florida and calling it, calling it a day kind of thing. So we, we can charge what we want to charge. It's fair. It's a fair price, but it's yeah. fair compared to the rest of the market. Oh, definitely. So, There's, so, um, you've got to keep people in a job. You know, that's the, that's the biggest thing. And like, you know, I've, I've experienced a few trades people and, um, and, uh, you know, bosses in my time or other plumbers that I've spoken to. And then, you know, I can feel their frustration you know they've um they've gone to a client's house you know they've quoted on what they think is a very reasonable price and you know whether or not they were a referral for somebody else or they were actually a family friend or somebody that they knew and then you know they've gone and and given them a price or a quote and you know they come back and go oh well that's just ridiculous you know you know or they or they rip them they go oh, i want a breakdown of all the all the materials and labor I want a breakdown of every material that you think you're going to use in the job. And, you know, I can understand that that reasoning against um, a company that you don't know anything from, but if you've been recommended this person or, you know, they're a family friend, it's very disrespectful. Like I, you know, I'm going to, I'll stand my ground on this. I think like genuinely, like if you're, if you're going to get a quote from somebody that you know, 
very unlikely that person's going to want to rip, to rip you off because the idea being that they're trying to, you know, that if they didn't want to do the work, they wouldn't have done the work or they wouldn't have quoted the job. But if they wanted to rip you off, you know, they, no, that, let me rephrase this. If, if they, you know, if they're your mate, they're not going to rip you off and they wouldn't even want to start the conversation of like overcharging you or anything because it's only going to end in tears. So they're basically saying, nah, you know, pull the pin on that. Uh, I'll just go there and, and give them the absolute base rate. I will charge them less than what I normally charge and I won't put any markup on the materials. Like, you know, the, the, the 5% on markup that I normally put on my materials, I won't even put that on because I'm trying to look after them. And then old mate comes back and goes, oh, you know, they, they get their back up and they go, oh, how dare you? You know, this is so expensive. I, you know, I should get another quote. I'll get another three quotes or whatever. And you're like, okay, that's fine. You know what? I actually don't want to do the job. I, right. I don't want to do it. Like, and that's, that's, that's fair and reasonable. I think I was talking both to, to Ella and to, um, to Luke about this and even Sam too the other day that like basically what happens is like these companies, you know, they're, they're, they're more often than not, most plumbing companies are a family owned business. That's a bit of a, you know, <laughs> I love that. It's like, Oh, we're a family owned business. Everyone, everyone has a family. It doesn't, you know, you can't use that, but like in the same sense, it's like, but you know, you, you say that um, like these people will love to, you know, rip into them, but they don't realize that like these people are still trying to run a business. I know a lot of people that have gone out in their first year as a plumber um, as running their own business and they've almost failed or things have merely, you know, packed up totally. Like they've, you know, they've taken more money out of the house or the home loan or something to try to, you know, finance this business and make it work. And then all they get is getting, you know, just kicked up the ass by all these other people. Because like at the end of the day, like, you know, you get, you get like, clients that think that they know better like it tends to be a lot of the time like a lot of engineers teachers and government people that think that you know they have every right to question every single thing that you ever do at somebody's house and you're like oh well, just have a bit of faith or just have a bit of trust like you build that trust for a reason like i was well the same about it. it's hard there's a there's a there's a difference there there are people that want a value plumber and there are people that want a quality plumber, right? And there's a difference between the two, big difference. A lot of the times people that call us out for our first visit ever to their home, not expecting what number is going to come out of my mouth regarding the repairs that need to be made. A lot of them are looking for value. They're looking for the guy that can do it at the cheapest rate and whatever. And if, if my company comes up, as the number one Google search with a lot of, you know, five-star reviews and whatnot, um, you know, they, they will call us. We're cheap to come out. And then when I give them a, a price to do it, they usually don't, they won't go with it. But those customers, and I've had it before, will end up calling us back after the, 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 you know, handy Andy came out and tried to do it himself <laughs> and screwed it up. Like I had, I had this instance a few weeks ago. Um, they, they called us, right. We went out, we gave them a quote and um, you know, the, the, they called a handyman and the handyman went in and he, he completely, completely and utterly screwed up what, what needed to be done. 
So I go back and they after they called us, please send out an emergency plumber. We need a guy, you know, oh, we, God. We, we, you know, he couldn't get the water back off after he turned the water on. And we go out and and he the guy comes up to me. And he goes, yeah, so uh, so that price that you gave me, it's it's still good. I said, no, no. Why would the price still be good? You, yeah, you just yeah. had another guy that just that did more damage than he did good. Yeah. So if you want it done, if you want it done the right way, we'll do it the right way. But it's going to be, you know, you know, it wasn't At double, but price. it was pretty close. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you got to so, you got to undo the work that the other bloke had done. You know, you got to go. Oh, look, sorry. There was, I'm really sorry, but there was no undoing of this work. The guy oh. screwed up a shower valve so bad that he needed a new shower valve. So, I mean, you know, and shower, and it wasn't like, I, I don't know what this guy was thinking, but he, he needed to change a shower cartridge, right? And I don't know what this guy ran into, but he ended up taking like a multi-tool to the, he thought he needed to take the entire valve out, I, I guess. He took an entire multi-tool to the valve he put shark bites on everything and the shark bites weren't in all the way because he left the little plastic nub in, <laughs> in the inside for the pecs and he didn't take them out and it, it was leaking everywhere. So, and he tried to do it through the little four, four inch by four inch hole where the shower valve goes. And I was like, well, you need a remodeling plate. I got to open up this whole wall now. You know what I mean? So, we ended up doing a remodeling plate for him when it could have just been a, you know, two, it was like a three or $400 repair, you know, right off the bat. So if you're, if you're looking for value, you know, know what you're looking for. Right. But if you're looking for quality, know that, you know, there are companies out there that are looking for it in case you are looking for it. But if you're looking for value, there are value plumbers out there, Right just don't expect too much quality. So it's, yeah, no, I get that. Absolutely. And it's like, you've got to be very mindful of it. Like there's, there's a few blokes running around, you know, I won't name him, but he's, he's, he's actually a very, very genuine fella. And I, I have the utmost respect for him because I think he's got probably about nearly 50 years of experience behind him. And he visits our local branch and, you know, and you see him roll up. He's got this old, you know, really old Holden Ute and it's filled to the brim with tools hanging out the, out the back of it and there's old scrap copper buckets and everything and there's like a couple of old odd lengths in there. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's you know, he's going out and he's, he's just ripping in like, you know, plumbing the world, does a bit of everything. and But I think he's sort of not in a bad way, but I think he's kind of getting left behind in plumbing. Yeah. Um, and that's not a very, you know, it's not a nice thing. Like I know it's probably very, it's really only applicable to us that realize that it's not a very nice thing. But I, the way that I see it is that like this poor bloke is trying to maintain a business when, you know, all of us and people like you and I that both work really, really hard to maintain, um, you know, a level of, you know, tools that are more expensive than what he used to have. We've got a press tool instead of just a weld, like a, an oxyacetylene set, um, you know, an expansion, like any number of things, but like he will, he's trying to plumb like he did 20 years ago and people that can do it faster and cheaper 
with better materials and tools are doing better as a result of it. And um, yeah, like, I don't know, you know, he's probably charging, he could be charging bloody 50 bucks an hour or, or 60 bucks an hour or something or, you know, $40 an hour. He's like, oh, I'll just come and sort it out. He doesn't own, he doesn't owe money for any anything. He doesn't have any debt. He's probably owned his house for the last 25 years and he's just out there just doing it for something to do. But like, you know, and he'll he'll do the job. It's just a matter of like, you know, he will take longer. It might not be as, as um, you know, quick as what you might like it, um, you know, that sort of thing. But it's, you know, it's very interesting that he's out there like just trying just as hardest. And, and, and that's going to happen unless you're with like a bigger company that you're getting to learn, you know, new ropes from the younger blokes or, you know, get to have a real go at new stuff. He's just going to pretty well be left in the dust and that'll like that'll be the end of you know that's going to be the nail in his plumbing coffin in a sense that he'll just you know that's the end of it but yeah i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> well well you know so you <clears throat> so you look at that guy right and you know i'm sure it sounds like he's the only guy that does all the work and he's running his own business and all that what <clears throat> so this was this i think this was a question that we talked about what do you like? What would you suggest to people that want to be like a specialist in a certain aspect of their of of the trade? Let's just call it plumbing, you know. So, you know, when I don't know what you what you guys have specialists for, right? And and what they do. So, if you want to explain that, because a lot of guys around here are very generalistic when it comes to home repairs and whatnot yep a lot of a lot of what we do is is in in adelaide especially like i dare say melbourne and sydney are going to be very different but i know in adelaide that there's there's a very there's a few very like and and the one that the first one that comes to mind i've got a mate that is a a type b gas fitter for everyone that doesn't know anybody from outside of australia anybody that's um you know isn't aware or isn't in the plumbing trade a type b gas fitter is basically you you're almost effectively a gas engineer so a good example of one that we did not that long ago oh actually probably about a year ago we put a new boiler um when i say boiler i mean like it was a it was a brewing boiler for a um like a craft brewery and this bloke had gotten one from um, over in, I think it was either the UK or Germany. It had come over, you know, and it comes with a little badge plate that says, you know, these are, you know, it's got this many BTUs or megajoules per hour. Um, and this is what it produces. This is what it needs, you know, X, Y, Z. And effectively what a type B gas fitter will do is he will engineer and make sure that it is A, you know, compliant, uh, be safe, you know, see it's going to operate effectively and within its own boundaries as well. And it's a really, there's a lot of um, liability with it as well because, you know, if you do something incorrectly or unsafely, what will end up happening is that, you know, that will come back on you because I think arguably there's supposed to be a badge plate. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because I think I, I genuinely, you know, um, I'm almost certain that this is the case that you need to sign your name off on every single type B gas appliance or your initials or your name on, on a new badge plate that you install on it. Could be wrong. I think that's the case. But, you know, more or less that it can come back to you if, if something goes wrong. But like a, a type B gas fitter is something that, you know, I've got, a, I've got a mate, I think he's only bloody 21 or 22. And he went through his apprenticeship early. He went through and did his type B early. But to do type B, you actually need to work at a type B gas fitting company. 
and do another year or two with um, TAFE doing type B gas fitting or gas train, depending on where you are. And, you know, then there's med gas beyond that. And then, you know, uh, mechanical plumbing in the sense any any plumber from what I can understand can do mechanical plumbing um, so long as, you know, it's within their scope of works. But like it, it, it's almost as if that is a specialized trade in itself as well, because that's very difficult. Uh, and it's not something that everybody has a material for, you know, do you have a Christmas tree expander? Do you have an oxyacetylene set? Do you have, you know, a crane or like the ability to like have a crane truck to lift these six minute lengths of hundred mil copper or four inch copper into this house or not even house, sorry, like a, a plant room, like a commercial property. So there's, there are a lot of, you know, specialist um, divisions within tr- within plumbing, especially, um, you know, then you get the blokes that just do underfloors or the guys that just do first fix or the guys that just do renos or, you know, property map, like res- real estate. And it's, or just drains, you know, there's, there's guys that only do drains, that's it. Yeah. Um, or relining is a really good example. But like, what do you reckon, Chris? Do you think that there's like, you know, for where you are, are there anybody that specializes in, in the plumbing trade or is it mainly just a bit of generalizing or how does it go? Oh. A lot of, I mean, you know, you can look at it from any point of view that you want, but guys that know how to do rough-ins and guys that know how to do service are kind of the two main differences. The guys that know, and then within each of those, you have, do you have regular, you know, water and waste rough-ins? Do you have uh, fire sprinkler rough-ins? Do you have med gas rough-ins? Do you have gas roughins? Do you have, um, you know, do you have service mechanics that are, you know, faucet only? Are they drain only? Are they, um, you know, copper, you know, kind of wizards kind of stuff? Um, do they do they know code really well? Are they certified in this? Do they know boilers, water heaters, all that stuff? So they're like within each faction, there are you know, specialties, I guess you you would say that people have. And, you know, that's generally it. A lot of guys that are in trucks doing home repairs, um, plumbing repairs, they are, they will have multiple certifications or be well-versed in multiple different levels of um, repairs and whatnot. So like, for instance, I'm not a very good, uh, heating tech, but I can diagnose the problem with a boiler and fix it. If I was, if I really needed to, I would take double the amount of time that a boiler mechanic may take, but a boiler mechanic might take twice the amount of time that it would take me (coughs) to fix a, to fix a toilet. So in regards to that question though, Honestly, like try try as much as you can. Like this is this is my thing. I was a rough mechanic for three years. I was a um I was a commercial service mechanic for uh two years, uh three years, and um I've been doing residential for the past three or four years now. And residential makes me happy. Right. So try different things, figure out what you're good at. And then from there, right, make your decision. 
right? But don't be afraid to try like, you know, being a, being a gas mechanic or being a, uh, a stop, a sewer stoppage only kind of guy. You know, those guys are just as respected in the trades as anybody else. Right. So figure out what makes you happy. Once you figure that out, right. Everything else will make sense and fall into place. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, you know, and there's a lot of, I, you know, I think I've probably spoken about this on every podcast that I've done so far, but like, you know, there's a lot of apprentices that um, stuck at one mob. They're not looking and they're not learning anything because the company's not teaching them anything because they're pretty well just saying, oh, this is all, this is all I'm going to teach you today. You know, this, this one little thing. And, um, and it's pretty, you know, it's disappointing as well because these guys want to actually, you know, you want to see the industry get better as a result. And if, do you think that the industry is better as having like, you know, lots of plumbers that can do only one thing or would you rather an industry where lots of plumbers can do lots of different things? And I think in the long term, that would help the industry be more competitive and also be, you know, it would work with um, getting people better rates and better pays because what would end up happening is that, you know, if you can say that you can do, you know, 20 out of the 25 different specializations in plumbing and people go, oh, shit, you know, Paddy's a level 20 and Chris is a level 24. So I'm going to hire Chris instead because he knows that, that those four extra things and I'm going to pay him more money. You know, that's. I think that's always going to be better. Like I know for a fact that there's a couple of mobs that are hiring in Adelaide that have, um, you know, uh, like a, a couple of my mates, mates that work at companies, and I've spoken to them. You know, they're saying, "Oh, have you got any mates or whatever that are looking for a job?" Or um, uh, can you can you post this up on your Instagram and ask if anybody's looking for a job, sort of thing. And when I speak to them about it, I say, "Oh, well, have you had any applications?" Well, yeah, I have, but I've only got, you know, two blokes that have only ever done first fix in their life, like just rough-ins or all they know how to do is clean drains. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, commercial fit-offs and, you know, doing bathroom renovations and nobody's nobody can do what we want them to do, which is, it's it's not a very easy thing sort of thing because you go, oh, well, you know, I can't have this bloke if he's not going to do what I want him to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you're you're going to be, if you're, I mean, you know, if you're a, if you're well-rounded, you know, it's never a bad thing, but if you are really good, if you figure out what you're really good at and then just start layering things on top of that, you're going to be much better off in the long run. So like, like I said, I'm not very, I, I barely know AC um, I, I don't really, I, I, I know, and I understand heating well enough, but when it comes to like the electronic controls on it, um, for the most part lost, um, you know, and, and just general plumbing inside of a house, a lot of it, a lot of it is going to be very simple. Shit, shit flows downhill. And if you have no water, you got to check, you know, why you have no water basically, you know? So if you, if you are just, you know, if you're good at one of those things and you can just start to layer a little bit of knowledge each day or each time you learn something new, you're going to be so much better off in the long run, I think. Every so. time. And, you know, that's, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. That's, that's something that's, um, 
I try to instill into other apprentices and that is just like take every opportunity to learn as much as possible. Sure. Like if a company, you know, a, a supply house or a, um, you know, a supplier or a manufacturer goes, hey, like we're having a, a bit of training on some therm and hot water units and you go, oh, shit, really? Like no way. And you go, well, you know, are you interested in um, in learning how to diagnose faults and, you know, actually have hand on, hands-on training with the people that actually designed and engineered these units and you go, holy crap like yeah like absolutely because that gets you in front and you can actually really have a red hot go um i suppose it's you know i always like to say when i'm at at trade school you know and i make this comment quite often that people always laugh that i ask way too many questions but like you are like a good example is that like i'll be in a class and there'll be you know three lecturers at one day if they're helping each other out or whatever and there are effectively you know could be 60 years worth of experience sitting there in front of me do you think i'm not going to take every opportunity to ask them questions and really pick their brains and go holy crap like you know you guys have got each your own opinions on things but also you all know how to teach us different stuff as well so in that sense i think it's it's absolutely fantastic if you can get yourself in front of much learning as you possibly can but um but yeah look i i suppose one one other question that i want to ask you as well chris so um, you know, a big question that I've been asked by lots of different people on the Instagram and that, um, and I've spoken to a few girls about it as well. So what, um, you know, women in trades is something that a lot of people are pushing a lot more for. And I think, you know, I think it's great. Like, I think it's, you know, we need more of them and we need more opportunity as well. Equal opportunity, obviously, you know, um, that's like an Australian perspective and I don't really know much about the, the American um, or the United States perspective as well. But like, can you shed a bit of light on that? Yeah. So <clears throat> when it comes to, when it comes to women in the trades, um, I actually think that when you, when you talk about like, like there, there's going to be a big conversation about like uh, wage gap in the, from men to women and stuff like that. What I've found though, is that for the most part in trade, in, in any of the trades, there is no wage gap because you can't hide whether you're good or you're bad at it. You, you, you know, right off the bat. And like for, for, if you're in sales, like, like sales technicians is kind of what I like to call myself in a way or, or, guys like me because you're a salesman, you're, you're, you're a salesman at some point and you're also a technician at another point. So, you know, your numbers aren't going to lie. You know what I mean? You can't fudge your numbers. If you make, if you're bringing in $500,000 a year and work for the company, right. There's, there's gotta be something there. Like you've gotta be, you gotta know your shit, Right. But if you're bringing in um, $250,000 a year for the company or $100,000 a year for the company, there's got to be something there that's, that's not clicking right, you know? So you can't, you can't hot, and with, with us, I mean, <clears throat> you know, either the water works or it doesn't, you know? If the, water, if the water doesn't work when you got there and it's still not working after you're ready to leave... You, you know, you, you didn't do the job, right? So, but when it comes when it comes to, you know, gender and whatnot, you can't hide 
whether you're if you're good or if you're bad, right? You can talk the talk if you wanted to, but if you can't walk the walk, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But but when it comes to wages and stuff like that, if your numbers if your numbers don't lie, then you're you're going to be get you're going to be getting paid as well as the male equivalent to you. You know, and there are some there are some rock star, dude, rock star fucking plumbers out there. Dude, fucking Ke- Ke- uh, Kelly Ireland, uh, yeah. tiny tiny plumber girl, I think. Yeah. yeah she that's is she is literally like what I want to be when I grow up. She is that's- so fucking good at what she does, <laughs> right? She is like she's she's doing shit that nobody else in the field does. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's doing yeah. She's doing home repairs and she's pouring lead, lead joints and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's, she is an absolute rock star. Like she, I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, this other girl, I don't know her name. Um, I, I saw her originally on TikTok before I, I found her on Instagram. Uh, yeah. she's a tiny plumber. She's, oh yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. She's a tiny fucking plumber, dude, but fuck, she's good. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and, and you can't, you like, I watch her videos and I'm like, I'm like, fuck, she's, she's really good at what she does. Yeah. She you knows know what, what I mean? she's doing. She's, she knows what she's doing. Perfect. So, you know, and you'll see guy, you'll, you'll see guys on Instagram that don't know what they're doing. You know what I yeah, mean? Definitely. And there's, there's really no, there's no difference. I don't care what, size you are what gender you are any of that if you if your numbers are good and you and you have good customer relations and so on and so forth you're gonna make you're gonna make it and that and and especially when you start talking about unions and stuff like that unions if you there is no you know female a mechanic and male a mechanic you're just an a mechanic yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just getting paid the same regardless. Yeah, you're getting paid the same regardless. So if you're like, you know, you can you can be hidden within a union. You know what I mean? From what yeah. from what I can tell. But you know, if you're an if you're an A-rate person, you're an A-rate person, doesn't matter gender. Right? Yep, definitely. If you're a if you're a you, you know, if you make if you make sales of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in home services, right? It doesn't matter if you're male or female, right? Yeah. Now, getting into the trades, I think it's harder for women and I could be wrong, right? But I would actually push it more because I actually think that women women plumbers would make a killing compared yeah. to their male equivalents. And the only reason I say that is because for the most part, when you're walking into a house, you're usually meeting somebody's wife there, right? Yeah. If if somebody of the same gender or whatever can, you know, equate to them better, right? Yep. I think I think you're gonna do much better in the field as well. Oh, absolutely. So, so I'm all for women in the trades. And I actually would push women to get into the trades if they, if they could. The problem is, the problem is you have a lot of, you know, 
job sites right where there are a ton of men yeah it's hard to be the only girl right or you have to have such like that's why i'm saying like kelly ireland she doesn't take shit from nobody bro no nah, nah. and she she'll like she'll give it back too so i mean Definitely. if you have that kind of mentality right to yourself you're gonna you're gonna fucking kill it you just have to be able to understand that, you know, it's it's predominantly male, a lot yeah. of these job sites, right? And they have mouths on them where they say shit that sounds fucking funny or cool or stupid or whatever. Yeah. And then you put somebody else who who just, you know, is is different from you, right, in yeah. there. Yeah, and it can be misconstrued s- certain ways. I've never been on a job site where there's been a girl there, right? Yeah, where anything coming out of anybody's mouth has yeah. been directed towards her, right? Yeah, definitely. Other than "fuck, she's good," right? I had this yeah. a few years ago. There was a female electrician on this one job site we were doing for Verizon, and. She, she fucking murdered this job. I mean, I saw her, I saw her, uh, her electrical panel. That thing was the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like I, it was, I, I love was, that. I, it was so fucking pretty. Right. And I looked at that and I was like, fuck, when can I get on her? Le-? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, she yeah, was yeah. good, dude. Yeah. So, it's, it's brilliant so, saying that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if, if you're listening to this and you're female and I, I don't give a shit what age you are, right. If you just hop in, right. It's a great trade for anybody of any age to try to get into, you know, older yeah. is always harder. Right. But you know, you can hop in whenever, whenever you want, there are plenty of trades calling for it. And I'm not just talking plumbing and electrician, fucking welders you know car detailers car mechanics yeah. you know all those trade anything that's trades, trades in general yeah trades in general you know you got i mean you got a girl you, you got a girl over in over in uh you have, you have two over in australia the one pa- the painter chick right yeah Crystal, she's a rock yeah. she's an absolute rock star then you got the girl down you got the girl in in melbourne who's who's uh what is she a carpenter or something like that? She, Mel, uh, Melbourne chippy chick or something like oh, that. Oh, her, yeah, 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 yeah. She's, a, she, she's, you know, she's built like a fucking brick shit house, right? <laughs> and she's she's out there moving with the boys left and right, probably outperforming the boys. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're if you're, you know, interested in it, right? It's not. I don't believe that a lot of the job sites and, you know, stuff like that are truly, really hostile. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm looking at it from my perspective and they may look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. If, you know, if that's not the right place for you, that's not the right place for you. That doesn't mean that the trade isn't the right place for you, though. Definitely. So... 
if you're if you're female and you're interested or whatever you are, right? I don't care. Just wash your hands when you leave the bathroom. <laughs> f- you know, come in, right? And you know, you work your ass off or whatever, and you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be rewarded. It doesn't matter gender. No, nah, that's right. Just just you know, you, you know, put in the effort, and, and, and the on top of that, recognized on the job sites themselves you'll you'll earn a lot of respect from your workmanship definitely more than more than really anything else yeah because people so, just want to see you you working and working hard and and putting in the effort and you know a lot of the time it ends up being that like if you're if you're working hard people recognize that 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 there is that is all it is there is no gray area like and you know if people aren't recognizing it then there's something wrong with them it's not nothing wrong with you because you're working your ass off so yeah, look, I, I suppose, you know, I, yeah, I wholly agree with you on all of that, Chris, 100%. Like, you know, sorry, that was trades. No, I loved little, it. That, it was a little rant. Um, and it's also your, your time is like fucking three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, it's like 1130 <laughs> here. And yeah, I got, I got a full He's... cast iron repipe tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I just, I just put in, you know, whatever fucking 13 hours here i was like i'm i'm just kind of like if i was if i was at all like rambling during this podcast i sincerely apologize I'm there's, shot there's a right reason now. for it yeah i'm fucking <laughs> shot right now right um i don't normally work on mondays and i work today and i'm just not like my my days are off right now it's so weird yeah how um, good though I'm, I'm so shot dude Nah, I love it. Look, uh, thanks again for coming on, Chris. I really appreciate it, man. I hope always uh, a pleasure. I hope it hasn't hasn't run too late in the night for no, you. No, but, no, no, um, no. I listen. I could go another half hour, but if I go, if I start rambling again, it's I not going to stop. We're 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 going down the rabbit hole at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're talking plumbing conspiracies and everything. But now, nah, look, yeah, no. I'll uh, I'll 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 catch you in the next one, man. But I'll um. Have a great night. Have a great cast iron repipe tomorrow. And I'll uh, appreciate it. I'll, I'll speak to you when I'm looking at you. Have a good one, guys. Peace.